Hey everyone, welcome to the Prince of Peace podcast, where our aim is to help you live and love like Jesus. I'm Lauren Hlaud, one of the pastors of Prince of Peace. We're glad that you're here and we hope you enjoy. Grace, peace, and joy be unto you from God the Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. One pastor, when looking at our second lesson for today, said it's a shame that we only read verses 1 to 21 on this weekend. We thought we should read 1 to 47. Now, many of you are probably thankful that we did not, but I think he has pretty good reasons for it. His point was that those additional verses help us understand the effects of the fire first kindled at Pentecost. He said those, that story that we read for today is a wild one as we experience the sense of what it means to have this fire burning within us, a fire that continues from that first Pentecost celebration into the life of the church, both the early church and into the life today. It was an incredible event on that first Pentecost as people went forward from that day to spread the word of God like wildfire. And as Christians, we profess that we do have a powerful story to proclaim, a power, the power of a story to change people's lives, to revive the weary, to gather the lost, and to feed the hungry. And it's this power of the story of Jesus church to share that fire that was burning within them as we read all throughout the book of Acts and in those verses that follow Pentecost, how that word began to spread like wildfire. The book of Acts is all about how the Holy Spirit is filling people with the story of Jesus and sending them out to share that fire that burns within them. A famous Christian, D.L. Moody, once called on a leading citizen in Chicago to talk about the church and why this person wasn't coming regularly to worship. And they were seated in the man's parlor, and it was winter, and coal was burning in the fireplace off to the side. And the man objected when Moody suggested that he should come and be a part of the church, and he said, I can be just as good of a Christian outside of the church as in it. And Moody said nothing but stepped over to the fireplace, took the tongs, and took one of the coals that was burning brightly at the center of the fire and set it off to the side and sat back down and stared at the fire. And in silence, the two watched as that coal off to the side smoldered and went out. I see, said the man. I always love that story, and I love this story of Pentecost, two wonderful stories of fire and faith. But as I look at the two stories together, I always find myself wondering about the supposed fire that burns within our own community of faith. People of God gathered together on that Pentecost Sunday were certainly people on fire. The book of Acts, again, is a testament to that fire moving throughout the world as God began to go amongst all of the nations. But what about our gathered community here today? 
Could that lone coal tell the difference between standing on the edge and being in the middle of the fire that is this community? Does our flame burn bright enough and hot enough to light a fire within the individual that would come into our midst? There are two parts of this week of Pentecost that this year that I think draw attention to our need to keep this question in front of us. The first is the baptisms that will take place at 1030 and that took place last night. Eight people baptized into Christ this weekend. The number includes three parents that will be baptized along with their children. It's a beautiful thing to see these adults and children come to the font to receive the seal of the Holy Spirit and be marked with the cross of Christ forever. The flame is kindled within them and will begin to grow. I'm sure for a number of you that grew up Lutheran, you remember as I do Pentecost being a Sunday for confirmation. On May 18, 1986, at Christ the King Lutheran Church in St. Clairsville, Ohio, I was confirmed, I, was, I affirmed my baptism into Christ. And remembering our confirmations, we're reminded of the power of the fire that burns by the Holy Spirit. The Spirit guides and empowers us and leads us in ventures of faith for which we cannot see the ending. A little over a decade ago, I wrote a reflection on my confirmation day, which is fascinating because of how things have developed even now since then, 10 years ago. I says, I look back on my confirmation day as I stood there in my Miami Vice white jacket with the sleeves rolled up. I don't think I could have imagined that my father would be sitting in the congregation while I was preaching with my 12-year-old daughter serving as the cantor for that day. I don't imagine any of those scenarios were passing through my mind as a ninth grader looking towards summer break. I couldn't predict the future to know how the Spirit would continue to fill my life with faith. But I could that day proclaim my faith confident in the Spirit's continual presence. It wasn't because of what I know would happen in the future, but rather what I saw in the fire of the Spirit in the mentors of the faith that surrounded me that day. So now add a decade on to that sermon, and I wouldn't even have predicted then that these years later, my father who confirmed me wouldn't just be here on a Sunday, but would now be a member of this congregation. And that that 12-year-old cantor that stood there that day would now sing most weeks at Prince of Peace at our 1030 service. And that both of my daughters would be singing today at the 1030 service. The Holy Spirit continues to move. And as I said then, what is important is that we continue to give thanks and bear witness to how the Spirit blesses our lives every day so that we can be those mentors for the young people that are in our midst now. That next generation of disciples to follow Jesus be filled with the Spirit and sent out into the world to make a difference. Which brings me back to our gathering for today. As we bring these new children and parents into our family of faith this weekend, what kind of fire will they experience in our midst? 
an insight from a research group, the Youth and Family Institute, that I've always appreciated is that they say that faith is more often caught, more often caught than taught. And in the catching, there is a definite correlation to the fire of faith that burns at the center of a community of faith. Does our congregation have the fragrance of Christ, as St. Paul says in 2 Corinthians? Can they see and smell that fire that burns at the center of our community so that they, too, can stand at their confirmations and boldly proclaim their faith, trusting that God will be there to guide them and empower them? And does the fire burn bright enough that they know that in pledging their commitment to the life of Christ, they are playing with fire, not just glow sticks. A fire that burns in a way that it can spread like a wildfire in our world. A wildfire that's, that's unpredictable if released. It can spread quickly in ways that we can't even imagine the kind of light that our children see at the heart of our community and in our lives as believers. The only way for our youth to really understand this is to experience this fire burning around them in our congregation as they experience the witness of our faith as we live it out together in community. This power of the Spirit that's guiding us, inspiring us, challenging us as we share the message of Jesus. I pray that our youth have experienced that and do indeed know that they are playing with a holy fire. And I pray that this fire will change them, guide them and challenge them as they too share the word of Christ. And this leads me to the second place that I turn to this week as I consider the fire burning at the heart of our community. In our connection point for this week, I shared the final draft of our long-range plan that our task force is now handing on to our congregation council to make our plans for ministry for the next five years. And the plan calls for us to go deeper into our discipleship and faith, connect in community, and serve the world together. It also calls us to continue to build a culture that reflects the values that we think are so critically countercultural that give off this fragrance of Christ. A culture here where love and life win, where all means all when it comes to people, and where generosity is contagious in all aspects of our lives. We're going to focus on these values throughout the summer in our teaching and preaching, and these values will be grown through the action steps that we take in the coming years. It's these values that stoke the fire that is the love of Christ burning in our hearts. Deepening our commitment to these principles will certainly lead to challenging actions in the future. Challenges that I don't believe we can address on our own, but in the power of the Spirit, I go to sleep at night confident that God is going to do great things through this congregation in the coming days. It may not always look like a bonfire, but I know that there is a spark that has been lit within you with the warm glow of the Spirit's presence among us. 
For I know that deep within this community, the Holy Spirit is stoking a fire that burns with a passion to share the love of Jesus with the world. In our prayer of the day, we prayed that the Holy Spirit, who once kindled the fire of faith in the disciples, would do the same in us today. The Holy Spirit is already moving within our midst. The Spirit has already kindled that fire within each one of us. And now we pray to see the effect of that fire as it spreads from our hearts to the hearts of others as we celebrate and share the love of Christ with all. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to the Prince of Peace podcast. I hope that today's message has brought comfort and inspiration to your life. Have a great rest of the week.